0: Six, 5 four, three, two, one, zero. all engines running commit lift off
1: Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 SWAT. That's 1 844 777 7928. Or you can email us at ask at That's ask ask at Today is Friday. We'd love to have you call in. It's a little bit of a Free-for-all Friday. I'd love to get your thoughts on the week, uh, just what's going on in your life and on your mind. And also would like to remind you that if you have any questions you would like answered, maybe a little long form, we're setting up a day. Or they a, can
2: do that today. They well, can just I'm trying, to ask
1: them. I'm trying to get, we're, we're setting up a day where I'm yeah. going to ask you a bunch of listener questions that are really going to put you on the hot seat. So I uh, need them to uh, send me emails at taylor radio.com. That's taylor, T A Y L O R at swatradio.com if you have something you would like to ask doug doug what's going on today
2: well uh want to pray for a jacksonville police officer that was hit by a truck Mm -hmm. uh, last night last night and uh, he was responding to a call domestic uh, yeah chasing a suspect and got hit Uh, just uh he is in stable but i think critical condition want to keep him lifted up in prayer and uh, congrats to Tony Baselli, first Jaguar, uh, first Hall of Famer.
1: Oh wow! I, yeah, did, I yeah. didn't see that. That's awesome.
2: Yep. yep. Uh, Tony Baselli, uh, six seasons as a finalist. They finally got him into the Hall of Fame. Hmm. So, uh, so anyway, um, congrats to uh, Tony. And, uh, congrats to the Jaguars. At least there was some positive news yeah, right. this year, right? How long has he been retired? Oh gosh. I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, How long
1: has Fred Taylor been retired?
2: Oh my gosh. Uh, th- those guys are, those are ancient guys, right? If Fred uh,
1: Taylor played anywhere else, he'd yeah. already be in the hall of fame. And, like, I, that,
2: you know, that's true. He was a good running back. Yeah. I really liked him. Uh, but, um, glad that he, Tony, Tony got in and, uh, Class of 22. Good job, Tony. So, uh, hey, um, one other thing. I don't know if you saw this, Taylor, but the regulators for the U.S. government put the brakes on COVID-Pfizer vaccine for kids. Did I did you see, see that. that? Yeah. Uh, yes. I. You know, they were uh, going to roll that out, and then they decided, no, we're going to wait on that. And uh, I heard somebody say today they figured out how to cure covid you just have an election.
1: <laughs> well, I think maybe even more than that. You just have your neighbors to the north uh, go with the trucking uh, convoy wow. because
2: you know I, I I have to tell you that that thing up there, watching what's been going on up there, protect you know they're protesting the Vax mandate. You know they started off with sixteen hundred trucks,
1: hmm.
2: and by the end of the first week, they were up to thirty six thousand trucks.
1: They're at four different spots too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. 36. Although, you know, people that the Washington post known as a great bastion of truth, right. (laughs) Uh, says it's only 8,000, but a, a lot of news sources in America are basically downplaying it. They're saying it's a bad thing. And, uh, these people are, are basically standing up for freedom up there. And, uh, they've, you know, uh, I think you were sharing with me earlier. Trudeau said he's going to do whatever he needs to do, uh, i.e., possibly armed. Uh, you know, sending in armed people to deal with them, but they they have done what nobody in the world has really been able to do.
1: And the biggest shame of it is that it didn't happen here eighteen months ago. Yes, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, they. That's, it's inspiring to see that, but it's a, it's really a shame. Well, what's
2: sad to me is that the French and the Canadians are the ones leading the way, not America anymore. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, the, it used to be America was leading. We, we were, we were the trendsetters as far as freedom, but uh, now it's, you know, the French and the Canadians and, and, you know, all they're asking is they're asking the the government to do what Boris Johnson did. Say, Hey, we're moving on. You know, no more games, no more politics, no more globalist agenda. We're moving on with life, and it's time for it to end. And uh, and I think they're having some impact because I think Saskatchewan said they're dropping the mandates in that particular province.
1: And I think a couple provinces uh, provinces have said that, um, but yeah, as a whole, uh, the 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 federal government there, up there has not.
2: Yeah. Well, what they did is they what they're protesting is the U.S. and Canada implement implemented vaccine mandates this January. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And they basically said any inbound foreign travelers, you have to have a vax, which they said, no, we we, we, we're not going to do that for something that's, you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent survivable. And so um and
1: th- you know like you said it's been downplayed but it's it's pretty big cuz it's spread now there's uh you know freedom convoys is what they're calling them in New Zealand that have uh tried to get off the ground supposedly there's uh one uh, in Vienna they got trucks uh getting there uh, today um Paris there's going to be uh, a convoy that's supposed to roll in tomorrow to which uh Macron uh, how did I say his name right I don't know yeah I think uh, so. he has uh got like armored tanks not tanks but they're like uh police vehicles armored police vehicles they're waiting for them to try to b- deny them access um and as far as i know you know there's rumors that stuff's going to be happening here in america there's uh talk of them going towards the super bowl to shut that down but well
2: that's why i think the home homeland security put out that uh bulletin um you know they put that out because of what's going on um you know, but when you really look at what's going on, um, I, I, I mean, Canada is a little different than the way we operate here. You know, they don't have the same type of system that we have in place. Um, but it's the bottom line is I think everybody's done with the political nature of COVID. Listen, folks, we're not saying that COVID didn't affect people. That there weren't things that really happened. In fact, they're still finding out things that, that, that COVID 19 does to people. They don't even know everything. One of the the biggest tragedies of it all is nobody's really done any studies on cures or, or, or ways to really early treatment. And you don't see a lot of studies about that. Well, there's studies, they just haven't, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, they haven't
1: matriculated into the mainstream media. Yeah. And so most people haven't heard anything about them.
2: Yeah. Well the, the truckers bottom line is is they wanted to shut down the traffic by basically staging a sit in with their trucks. Mm-hmm. That's what they were doing. And the same people that said it's okay for people to do that out in Washington, out in or up in Michigan, it, you know, wherever else that people wanted to do that because of race relations are saying because of freedom to not be jabbed with something that you don't want jabbed into your body, an experimental drug. We don't have the freedom to do that. The same news organizations are condemning one, and there's just a double standard. And, um, you know, they've gotten the attention of the government, oh, and the world. The whole world's watching what's going on right now Mm -hmm. because uh, people who are progressive in other countries are shaking right now because they realize people are done. And that's why I think you're starting to see even states like New Jersey uh, that are saying, okay, we're we're done with the mandates, we're changing, you know, we're going away from uh, other very what I would call progressive states are saying we're done with it.
1: New York has uh, said no more mask mandate except for if you're a child in school, you know, children uh, being in, in the school system, they still have to wear a mask. Apparently a court said that they didn't, but then there's uh, confusion there and there, so they're holding strong to that. But even they are backing down from some of their uh, more radical policies.
2: Yeah. And again, these people aren't doing anything violent. They're just bringing their trucks up there and, and putting them in place and honking their horns, yeah, and honking <laughs> their horns. The,
1: the same people who, you know, said that, Oh, you know, peaceful protest, who says protests always have to be peaceful. And Oh, you know, uh, riot is the language of them on the unheard, you know, and now, Oh, you're honking, you know, they, freak out and say, you know, you need to call in the military to shut this down. It's like, okay, you know, that's some hypocrisy. It's not surprising though, but it is a little funny uh, when you look at it.
2: Well, and I I love what Al Mohler said. He said the lesson for the COVID-19 police (laughs) is that when you've lost Canada, the Canadians, um, these are the most law abiding people on the planet. Hmm. When you've lost them, You've lost the political narrative at that point. You can't sell it anymore, and that's what's happening. So it's it's time to kind of adopt a new strategy, he says, uh, more of a need to return to life not dominated by fear and government control.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the, another thing about the convoy, because some people say, oh, well, you know, there's a certain people who are discontented. I think that uh, in Canada the support for kind of the COVID-19 measures was at um, – uh, or no, the support for returning back to normal, something like that. Was at 40% after the uh, convoy, it jumped up to 70%. I mean, that's a huge swing in a matter of, you know, a week or two. And so it is an effective form of protest.
2: Well, you know, we've been protesting in this country for years. I mean, every time there's a strike, right? Mm-hmm. When the union gets together, they have a picket line, they carry signs, they're trying to get a message across, we want better wages, we want better working conditions, whatever. We've done that peacefully uh, uh, and unpeacefully. There's been times where people have tried to use arms to do it, and uh, and that's not the way to do it. But there there is something to be said about peaceful protest, letting your voice be heard, and this is what they're doing up there. And it's really caught the attention so much so that Trudeau is really nervous. I think a, a lot of the progressive liberals even in America are very nervous as well.
1: Well, I think, you know, they're doing the political calculus and, uh, yeah, they're, it's been time for a pivot, maybe past time, and now they're uh, seeking that off ramp and maybe the COVID, or the uh, protests up north have just accelerated that a little bit. Um, all right, we are up against the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be, be right back.
0: at www.astore.com.
2: There is good news for the captive,
1: good news for the shame. That is Ren Collective with Rescuer. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us today, it's Friday, closing out the week with a little bit of an Anything Goes Friday. We'd love to have you call in or send uh, your email questions or comments. Um, you can do that at one swat That's one 844 777 Two eight, or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com. That's ask ask at swatradio.com.
2: Hey, uh, yesterday um, we had uh, Jeff Dalrymple on, and uh, Jeff uh, heads up a, a great organization, e, e, it, the Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention, E C A P.net and uh really laid out some um good resources on their website if you want to go there uh, ecap.net and um ecap.net and they they help churches and nonprofits uh, lay out some groundwork for preventing a physical and sexual abuse to young children or children young people and that's something that is unfortunately um A problem in our culture today and it's something that needs to be uh, thought through and uh, he he did a great job yesterday of explaining what they do if you want more information on that you can go to ecap.net for your church if you if you don't have a plan at your church you might want to go to that website but as we were talking he also has a organization called red buffalo and he's a consultant with nonprofits, and uh, both Christian and uh, uh, you know uh, just regular nonprofits. And uh, one of the nonprofits he works with is one called Truth Seventy Eight. And a guy named David Michael wrote a book called Zealous, Z E A L O U S, Seven Commitments for the Discipleship of the Next Generation, and it really is about training up young people to. Make disciples, training them so that they grow up to make disciples. And I promised yesterday that I would give away some of his books. The only requirement to get one of his books is you have, you can't have received a book already. Well, there's if, two if you, requirements. Well, they that, I, call well, well, that's true. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. You do have to call. You can't call Steve and say, I don't want to be on the air. You have to call and say, I would like a book. And... Uh, You know, we we just would love to hear from you, whether you're in Virginia, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, doesn't matter. Uh, If you have not gotten a book before in the past as a listener and you call in and just say, hey, listen to the program. I would like the book Zealous because it's really about raising up the next generation. And I think, Taylor, this is an area we really need to focus on because we are losing our young people because we're not discipling them. They're leaving the church in droves, and the reason is because we are not developing disciples at that young age. We're not building into them. We've gone away, really, from community life the way they experienced it in the Bible. And so as soon as kids hit uh, graduate high school, they're bolting, and they're gone, and they're doing their own thing, and they're away from community, Mm -hmm. almost like the prodigal son who goes away from his dad. There's no accountability there. There's nobody that knows them there. You can do whatever you want, which seems great, but it really a lot of times lead to a place where ultimately you end up eating pig slop. And uh, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you, 18 is when they can bolt, but the reality is a lot of them have been lost long before that because, you know, just the influences um, that outweigh, you know, any spiritual influence that they get. And since um, the church is kind of neglected to, 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 to offer anything in, in the form of discipleship, discipleship, excuse me, except for on uh, Sunday morning, maybe Wednesday, uh, but to have a real community atmosphere, uh, you're going to lose kids because they spend how much of their time in the school districts? How much of their time are they online? Um, and they're just getting catechized into the ways of the world at, at a rate I don't think people really realize.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And uh, so, unfortunately, uh, I was trying to bring something up. And uh, the internet's really acting kind of weird. Either that, or my computer's just acting weird. I don't know if uh, you're having problems, but hey, if you're just tuning in to SWAT, uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. We broadcast in Virginia, up in the Portsmouth uh, Chesapeake Bay, um, uh, and uh, or Chesapeake and uh, Virginia Beach area in Virginia, and Meridian, Mississippi, on WMER. And Folkestone, Georgia, uh, on uh, 91.3, St. Augustine, 91.9, and Jacksonville, 91.7, through the internet on SWATradio.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, we got a book we're giving away right now called Zealous, if you have not received a book before. And really, um, the the book was written by David Michael, the executive director of Truth78, and he served basically, uh, five years as the pastor of next generations at college park in uh, Indianapolis. Um, uh, but, uh, for 28 years he served under John Piper and was very influenced by John. Um, and so the last 16 years he served as the pastor of parenting and family discipleship there and with so, uh, John Piper. Yeah. And so he, uh, he wrote this book. And uh, it, it's, you know, I just want to read, uh, he, he has a, a, a Psalm in the beginning and he talks about, uh, he, he, he puts this right at the beginning because it's God's word, Psalm 78, where he says he established a testimony in Jacob talking about God and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children. It doesn't say he commanded our fathers to get the youth pastors to teach our children. Mm-hmm. And the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God. You know, I I shared this. I'll share it again next week. The book of Judges is about older men who didn't tell the younger generation about God. They didn't really train them, so everybody did what was right in their own eyes. And, you know, we are seeing that as well. We have neglected that responsibility as a family. We've got to train our young people to know God. You're not responsible for what they do. You're responsible for how you respond to what they do, how you train them. And so I really encourage you uh, to, if you're a parent and you still have children at home, I don't care if they're five years old. I don't care if they're 17 years old i don't care if they're 19 if they're living at home if they're living under your roof and in your in your community there as a as a parent take responsibility to encourage them in their faith and encourage them in the word even if they act like they're not interested still share with them they're your children and build into them truth share truth with them and hopefully uh, even even if they don't respond now, maybe someday those words will be playing over on their their little mental cassette tape in their head. And uh, and God will draw them into his kingdom, even if they're not walking with him now. That's our prayer. Uh, and that should be your, your focus because, you know, as a parent, you know, I think so many times, Taylor, we get so focused as a parent on, making sure our kids are good in school, making sure they're good athletes, making sure they're good at dance or whatever we want them to train in for discipline. But we don't really train them in the spiritual disciplines, very much prayer, reading the Bible and uh you know those kind of things.
1: Yeah, and I you know that has to be your primary you know your primary responsibility as a parent is what? You know, you got to raise up your children in the way that they should go and um I think that even if you're doing some of those things, um, maybe you're not doing them as well as you should be. I mean, I'm not saying you can never be perfect, but you got to concentrate on it. And I think it's also important to try and uh, find a community of families that have, you know, kids around your age who are like-minded so that it's not your, your child doesn't feel like they're just out there on an Island, you know, when they're in school or what have you, but have them be as much as possible surrounded by, Uh, other kids and other families that are living godly lives because otherwise you know it's just a a tough tough world out there
2: it is a tough world and you know earlier this week we were talking about um, the 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 exposure of counterfeits there are so many counterfeit voices trying to gain the confidence of your children that if you don't know the truth and you don't help them to know the truth they're they're going to be duped, and a lot of young people are duped. I think you shared this either last week or the week before about uh, how many young people are just not even part of the faith anymore. Uh, we were talking about it. I think uh, uh, you you
1: actually shared it. Did, did I? Yeah, I don't remember the numbers, but yeah, you you. Yeah, how young up. people yeah. were just
2: leaving in droves, and um, and I think a large part of it is disillusionment because they've got people in their life that are adults that say one thing and love another thing. Yeah. You know, and that's un- very disheartening and leaders in their church, they see leaders falling left and right. And,
1: and then, it, and then they don't have anybody, you know, that any peer that they're like, Oh, this person's doing it right. And I can be friends with them, but they got a whole bunch of friends who are like, Hey, you know, just come over here and do X, Y, Z with us. That uh, may not the, the best thing to do. And it's, it's, uh, you know, you get caught into a group and if you're in the wrong you know, you know, in the wrong gang, so to speak, you know, you're, you're liable to be led astray. I think, uh, you know, Proverbs talks a little bit about that, right?
2: Yes, it does. It does. And, uh, you know, I, um, I just think that, uh, we really have a a, a, a big responsibility with that, that sometimes we, we omit and let go by the wayside. So again, uh, the book is called zealous Z E A L O U S the author is David Michael Jeff Dalrymple uh, recommended it because he, uh, he was on yesterday and said uh, he's a consultant with groups like this and said it is a great resource for you as a parent uh, and for discipling the mind, heart, and will of your child, which, boy. Uh, We can all use that.
1: It it reminds me of a Frederick Douglass quote. Uh, It's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And so.
2: Ooh, that's a great quote. Say that again.
1: It's easier to repair or to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm. And yeah, that, that, that should, you know, guide you as you go about raising your kids.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he goes through, I just want to list some of the chapter stuff here. He says, uh, chapter 1 is how to embrace a biblical vision for the faith of the next generation, hmm. how to foster a robust partnership between church and home, teaching the breadth and the depth of the whole counsel of God, proclaiming the glorious gospel of Jesus, how to disciple the mind, heart, and will, how to pray with dependence on God's sovereign grace. Really some good chapters there. If you want to copy, all you got to do is call in. Eight four four 7928 We'd love to give you a copy.
1: All right, so stick with us. We are coming up against the news break. Uh, before we go, though, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff. Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news.
0: Destiny. The crowd will shine.
1: Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Red Letters by David Crowder. If you were listening, um, that traffic and news update was. Or, no, I don't know about the news. <laughs> the traffic update was old. Um, we're having a little bit of problem uh, here in the studio, so uh, sorry about that. But yeah,
2: I don't know what's going on. We are having some things go on with uh, all kinds of internet issues today, and uh, it's just Friday, man. Yeah,
1: the internet uh, said, and I need the weekend. Is? I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's there's something going on for sure, man. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, since they got all the new Windows stuff and everything, all the Apple stuff, everything. So it does everything for you now. It's too smart, yeah. and so it shuts down everything. It's it's so concerned about hackers that they won't let anything get in there.
1: Well, except for the CIA. I don't know if you saw that uh, <laughs> no, recently. That, no. Uh, no. Yeah. When unsurprisingly, a, uh, un- a declassified memo came out. I think today, maybe it was yesterday, saying that the uh, CIA uh, has been keeping secret tabs on U.S. citizens. So.
2: Uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, so anyway, um, well, hey, we got Jonathan in the studio. I- yeah. Well, I am trying, Jonathan, to get up. I am I'm, uh, I'm go to guest and everything. Uh, Jonathan is the main guy here, and he has been such a friend to us. I'm just glad that he, I mean, we get that kind of service that he just pops in to, to help us because I was trying to, I was actually trying to get on and do something on the Internet, Jonathan, and it won't let me get on. So I'm going to give you my computer while we're here. This is live radio, folks. This is what happens when you do live radio. Um, But anyway, I want to get back to this book, Zealous, um, by uh, David Michael. And one of the things he he brings out in the book, and just think about about what you share with your children. Think about, um, you know, how big a view of God does your children – thank you, uh, Jonathan – how big a view of God does, do you demonstrate to your children? Do you talk to them about it? Mm. I remember one of the things that Lori and I did with our kids growing up, um, we, we did with our older kids, uh, a lot, probably a lot more than we've done now. But, uh, is we always would say, how did you see God today? Mm. And at the end of the day, when we're having dinner together, um, how did you see God move in your world today? How did you, how did you witness God? And you want to give kids a big vision for God. Uh, share a big vision for God. You know, when you think of all the people that God used throughout time, those people had a big vision of God. And I, I specific, specifically think back to Deuteronomy chapter six. You know, when God gave the Shemada people. He told him in Deuteronomy 6, 4, you know, you you want to teach your children. But he said, you shall teach these words that I command you. First of all, they should be on your heart. And second, you teach them diligently to your children. That's pretty specific, pretty clear. You teach them diligently to your children. You talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way, do you have conversations with your children? You know, a lot of people don't. Taylor, mm-hmm. I'm I'm stunned that you know we we eat almost every meal. Breakfast, you know, the only meal we don't eat together is lunch because we're you know the girls are at school and we're out. But breakfast and dinner we eat together, and I'm stunned at the number of people that don't eat meals with their kids. Yeah the kids get food and they go in their room.
1: Yeah. I mean, that happens
2: like they go in their room and they don't even have conversations with kids and talk about things with what are going on. Yeah. That world.
1: was uh, not an option. You know, in my family, we always ate dinner. Oh, you together. didn't get to
2: take food into your room and just have your own deal. <laughs> no,
1: no. We always ate dinner together and uh, you know, no phones at the table was a, a rule and we always, you know, my parents were always asking how the day was and you know, just have conversations around the table and it, it, a great bonding experience, you know, with your family, which to me has been surprising that other people don't get that. And it's, it's kind of sad.
2: Yeah, it is sad because it is commanded by God. He says, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise, you're to be teaching your children. And so he brings that out, uh, in the book. And, um, I just uh I think it it's a good resource and I didn't know about it until um you know until uh, Jeff Dalrymple brought it up. But uh I would encourage you to, to order it uh or if you want to call in yeah. you can get a free copy. Yeah. Happy can, to send you a copy.
1: You can do that at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Again, that's 777 SWAT. Also, if you want to join the discussion or you have any questions, you won't be able to get a book, but you can send those to ask at swatradio.com. That's ask ask at swatradio.com.
2: But if you're not burdened for your children that are growing up in your home, (laughs) um, um, if you don't want to do the right thing and lead them in the faith, um, don't worry about it. You know, (laughs) I'm just being facetious there. Um, You know, you can do all the right things. At least you, I mean, none of us do them all right, Mm -hmm. but you can. Make a lot of investment, and still your kids may go astray. It doesn't mean they'll stay astray, but they can still go astray. And unfortunately, people take um, – there's a psalm – I'm sorry, a proverb, um, you know, that people hang on to. And I, I mean, unfortunately, you know, when you teach the Bible, um, people <laughs> – uh, they take scriptures out of context a lot of times and um, they'll take proverbs 22 6 train up a child in the way she should go uh and when he's old he will not depart from it and people will take that and say well i trained him up so i know he absolutely is going to come back w- well he may or may not that's a generalism there mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it will happen exactly every time. The Proverbs were general truths uh, that were given as wisdom for how we should train, we should be training. And he's saying, you train up your child and he's not going to depart from it. Most people, if you look around, most children tend to end up eventually reflecting the views of what their parents modeled for them. Not necessarily what they taught, what they modeled for them. And, um, you know, I think it's important to understand that, yeah, that's absolutely something that we should do, train up a child, but people use that a lot of times. They'll just take it out of context and they, they will just say, well, I know I've done this, so they're, they're going to come back and they may or may not. It's a generalism. And the hope is that we should do that. Um, because generally it is true. It's going to happen 99% of the time or 95% of the time. Uh, and cause God wants us to know that. So, um,
1: I, yeah. And if you, you're, it's tra- you know, train up your child in the way you go. I was at a uh, conference over the summer. It was kind of our teachers were talking about, um, that it could be, uh, um, translated catechize your child in the way yeah. they go and, and just having a robust and systematic, um, view of, you know, raising your children and teaching them about God and about, how to live their life and that embeds deep if you are consistent about it. And, you know, as you said, as, as you model, uh, is important as well, but, um, that's going to be there. And, you know, in my own life, I'll just speak for myself. Uh, You know, I went off what let's, I went, I I was a private school Christian education up until high school. And then I kind of got, you know, sidetracked, went off to college for a year and was, you know, doing things that I shouldn't have been doing, but, what I learned as a child, like that always stuck with me and it, and it more than anything, like God more than anything, but it was through that, that I just couldn't bear to continue doing that. And eventually uh, repented and, you know, turned my face, you know, to seek God again. But if, if my, if my parents hadn't done that, I've seen so many people who the second their faith is questioned at all, Mm -hmm. um, they just wilt away and they go and, Or if they want to do something else, they just, "Eh, well, you know, I'll go do this because they don't have a a deep root into why they were brought up the way they were or why they believe what they believe. And uh, so I think it's vital for sure.
2: Well, it is. And, you know, when Solomon wrote that and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, um, it's, it's, it's not just teaching your children wisdom or, or even God in general, it's training them, uh, that, Basically, the Bible is their source of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. All scriptures God breathe. and uh, teaching them the scriptures and the truth of Scripture makes them wise for salvation. Um, it, it equips them. It helps them to be able to be able to navigate through life with the right perspective, instead of being, uh, you know. Deceived by the enemy about different things. And so, you know, uh, the Bible says in Psalm 127, 3, that children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And a lot of times, uh, to you know, to my own shame, I didn't always see my kids as that. Mm. Especially when they're younger, they can be hard. Uh, it, it makes life hard for you and your wife. It makes things difficult when you have responsibilities or things that you have to do with them, but they're a gift and, um, God places them sovereignly in your life for you to invest in and train them and to learn from them. You learn about yourself as you see your own failure sometimes demonstrated in them.
1: And yeah, you learn about God too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do Big time. I mean, for me, you know, I just got a little one, but I just see, you know, it, you, you see that relationship when God, you know, he likens himself to a father. He's our father. Right. And mm-hmm. so to realize what that means by having the opportunity to be a father myself, is like, man, that's, that's impactful. And it, it, deepens your understanding of, you know, what God's trying to convey when he says that. And, you know, like it says the the children are, uh, uh arrows in a quiver, right? So yeah. their whole uh, childhood is sharpening them up in order to send them out into the world.
2: That's right. And the most, important thing a parent can ever do with their child is point them to jesus it's the most important thing um and hopefully you're doing that and it doesn't matter even if they respond it you, you just keep pointing them to jesus and praying for him and hopefully at some point they will respond so if you want a copy of that book we only got one more segment uh call in
1: Now you better call in soon. I will give you the number after the break, so make sure you stay tuned because we will be back with more in just a moment. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back.
0: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation.
1: another David Crowder song for you. This time, it's All My Hope. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are, or I should say Doug, is giving a book away today. Two stipulations. You have to call in and be on the air. And you have to have not received a book before. If you would like to call in and join the show and get that book, you can do so at, or I should have said program. I'm sorry. Yeah, program, program. Your dad's going to be yeah, so disappointed be upset, in me. Yeah. You can do that at one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Again, that's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Or if you just have a question or would like to contribute. Uh, and not get a book, you can do that at, or you can send us an email at ask at swatradio.com. That's ask, A S K at swatradio.com.
2: You know, he talks about the seven commitments uh, for discipleship. When, like I said, one is to embrace a biblical vision for their faith uh, of the next generation. The second one is to kind of fo- foster a, a partnership between the church and the home, understanding it's not the church's job. To raise your child in the faith but you are in partnership with that church in fact a lot of baby dedications what they do is they ask the church to come alongside you as a parent to help you in raising that child in the faith third is teaching the breadth and the depth of the whole counsel of God you don't just focus focus on John 3 16 that's important but you also teach them other things of Scripture you teach them the whole counsel take them through uh, share um, Matthew with them, read with them from Matthew. Read with them from John. Ephesians, read Old Testament passages with them. Talk to them about what what was going on with David and Saul. Explain the difference between the way Saul responded to uh, confrontation over sin and David.
1: And uh, yeah, and uh, along those same lines, you know, teach them what the Bible says about hard work, right? And if you got sons, teach them what the Bible says about masculinity and true masculinity and how to use your strength and and to use it for God's glory and not for ill or for your own gain. Like those are important life lessons that the Bible is there to instruct us on. It's good for all of life. And uh, a lot of times, you know, we don't we don't use that and we don't talk about it authoritatively. We'll just be like, oh, you need to do this and never go into, hey, this is what God says about it.
2: Yeah, if God's sovereign, then if he says you ought to do something, then it's not optional for (laughs) us. So you're either in sin or you're obedient. Those are the two options. Um, But also, one of the uh, commitments is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus to them. Uh, Not the American gospel of Jesus, but the gospel of Jesus. It's the good news. It's that our God reigns and he saves that he's not just a savior; he is Lord. He is sovereign. Um, fifth, uh, the fifth commitment is discipling the mind, the heart, and the will. And that, that you know that those are three separate things. When you think about the mind, you're training your children to think critically. You train them to look at what's going on in the world. It's when we talk about the first segment, kind of things that are going on. And hopefully from a biblical worldview, you know, we, we look at issues like, uh, whether it's, you know, vaccine mandates or whether it's the war and, you know, uh, some, uh, potential war in Ukraine or whatever it is as believers, how do we respond? Do we respond with a big vision of God and our role as ambassadors to, to be people who help, uh, think critically, do we, Do we respond by just buying into media narratives on things? Or do we think critically about issues and speak the truth, even though sometimes it may make us unpopular with our culture? But we also disciple uh, the heart. And, you know, it's not just about the mind, it's the heart, because the heart really is what directs things. You know, the mind tells you how to get there, how to do it, But it's the heart that is the motivation a lot of times behind what you do. And so we disciple the heart and talk to kids uh, about the heart and the will, the will to do something. Sometimes you do things you don't like just because you are commanded to do them, and you're doing them out of obedience. Uh, We have this this false concept, I think, sometimes that we have to like everything we do for God. Mm-hmm should i mean if if just for the very reason that he did it but you know i think back to jesus had to do some things he didn't really want to do he didn't want his father to turn away from him you know but he did it he was obedient and uh, that should encourage you and you can encourage your kids listen there's things that mom and dad have to do that sometimes i don't want to do but i do them because god wants me to do them and he's my king he's my sovereign so we disciple the mind, heart, and will. The sixth commitment is to pray with dependence on God's sovereign grace. And what that means is we pray and are honest with God about our desires, but we trust in his sovereignty. It doesn't mean we don't go to him with the things that we ask for and we need or we, we desire, but ultimately we, we trust in his sovereign care for us And so if God chooses not to answer a prayer the way we want, we trust in him. And then uh, you teach your kids that. And then seventh, you inspire worship of God for the glory of God. Like when you uh, worship God each week, what goes through your mind as you're singing those songs? Are you thinking, man, I really like this tune? Are you thinking these words are telling me about the God who saved me? These words are telling me about the God who sent his son for me. These words are telling me how awesome God is and how much I need Him. I think a lot of times we're more moved by the particular notes of a song than we are the words of the song. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with enjoying the flow of the, the chords and the music, but the bottom line is, we're, we're, you can get that in pop culture. Yeah. I mean, when you're singing in church, you're worshiping the one true living God you need to have your mind fixed on him and we as parents need to be focusing that on, you know, on, on our children and sharing with them when we go in there, do we look more like we're rooting for the other team than we do the one who got the victory? (laughs) You know, I mean, like I was thinking about this, I shared this when I was out at, um, Missouri, I said a lot of times when you're in worship, you know, a lot of more people look more like they they or uh, the Kansas City Chiefs fans in the in the stadium with the Chiefs playing the Bengals during the last few seconds of the game <laughs> than they do like the Bengal fans. The Bengal fans won. They knew they won. They were excited, and we should be excited when we're worshiping because God loves us enough that He brought us into His family, and it's a privilege. It's His grace. It's His mercy. And that should motivate us. So,
1: yeah, and I, you know, for me personally, some songs and hit me harder than others, and and uh, I'm much more drawn to the kind of the older hymns and stuff, and those ones will really.
2: Well, they have good theology. Yeah, those those
1: are they those are impactful. Those those that's what'll get it's more than you know, like you know, the band playing up the music high and and the lights coming down and then, you know, a, a more modern song, uh, sometimes it's just kind of like, okay, but when it's those, those old hymns, man, Oh, th- that, that'll get you in the mood right there to, you know, glorify God.
2: Yep. It, it will. Again, the name of the book is zealous It's by David Michael. It is available on Amazon. Um, and, uh, for you people who listen on podcasts, um, uh, Sometime you ought to tune in live, uh, but you can still get the book on Amazon. Uh, it's available. I think it's like $7. It's a good book. 10 essential gospel truths. He goes in the appendix uh, that this will be a good thing to kind of to end with. God is the sovereign creator of all things. Um, and, and, and you go over these with your children and teach them. God created people for his glory. He created you to know, trust and love him. He's holy and righteous. These are things that we know, but sitting down and talking to your children about them, think about it. How often do we do that, right? Man is sinful. Uh, You know what? We've all disobeyed God's command. Mom's a sinner. Dad's a sinner. I'm, you know, you're a sinner and we need Jesus. God is just and righteous to punish sin. We deserve God's punishment, but he's merciful and he's kind, but we have to depend on his mercy and grace. Jesus is God's holy and righteous son. God put the punishment of sinners on Jesus so that his righteousness might be put on them. The implication of that is that Jesus died on the cross to be the punishment for us. Number nine, God offers the free gift of salvation to those who repent and believe. God tells us to believe in Jesus and to repent of our sins and we will be saved. Repent means that, Not that you're saying, I'm perfect or I'm going to be perfect. It's saying, I'm going in one direction because I want to lead my own life. I don't want to be accountable to or under the leadership of somebody else. But I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm asking God to help me change my life. And I'm putting myself under his leadership. I'm surrendering to him. And then finally, those who trust in Jesus will live to please him and will receive the promise of eternal life. Enjoying him forever. So if you trust in Jesus for your salvation, then you're, you got to follow him. And he's promised that when you die, he'll bring you to heaven and, um, to live and enjoy God forever. But you don't have to wait to get to heaven to start enjoying him. You get the benefits here and now. And so, uh, really good principles. Again, the book is zealous seven commitments for the discipleship of the next generation put out by david michael of truth 78 and uh now you missed out you don't get a copy of it so
1: yeah i think we only got a couple minutes left anything you uh on your mind to close us out for the week
2: uh no although i'm really excited about next week uh what next week we are going to uh, be looking at uh saul and uh looking at his first recorded sermon so. Yeah,
1: so make sure you tune in for that. Also, I know Sunday is the Super Bowl, so, hope everyone enjoys their time. Hopefully, with family, have some good food. Yeah. Even if you're not going to watch the game, you only want to watch the commercials. Uh, just enjoy it and we will see you on monday that is all the time we have for this week you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com or you can listen to our podcast by searching swat radio and you can also download our swat app in the app store join us weekdays at three o'clock for more we will see you then thanks for tuning in hope you have a great weekend